July 26th was the 31st anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA. We are incredibly thankful to Vespero for providing the first corporate contributions of this year-long ACB 60 for 60 campaign and for launching a matching challenge to our ACB members and our partners. Vespero will double every contribution made to the 60 for 60 campaign up to $10,000 over the month. Their matching challenge will start today, July 26th, in honor of the ADA's 31st anniversary until August 31st, 2021. To join the challenge in honor of the ADA's anniversary today, please donate at acb.org slash donate. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in, take my hand, say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Welcome in everyone to Visibilities on the last Friday in August. I want to thank you for joining us this evening. It's uh, been a rainy week around. I have to tell you very quickly, I uh, went up to Cape Cod expecting to be back earlier this week, but our, my husband's guide dog took sick up there, so I didn't get back until early this morning. So um, I didn't get our announcements out as early as I would have liked. But I do want to thank all of you who did catch up with me and are on with us this evening. I also want to thank Lynn Coates for hosting this evening and Larry Gassman, who is streaming for us on ACB Media. And this is our third and possibly our last, depending on... uh, how everyone, how, how many uh, messages we have of this series that I'm putting together a podcast that will probably also, I'm sure will also be available as an MP3 of a, I think what we might call it is something like ACB through the years. And what it, my basic idea was to have memories of things that that have happened through the years because of ACB and through ACB, whether it's a relationship that was formed, an achievement that took place during in ACB during uh, various members' times, um, a funny incident, a very somber one. Um, we've we have had such a gambit of activities and of precious moments to all of us over many of the last 60 years. There aren't too many of us that have been around the whole 60, but, um, you know, but whether you've been with us for the last 60 days or 60 years, what I really wanted to do was do this as a, as a recording of something special that stands out to each of us within ACB as our memories of one another and our memories of what's been important to us through the years. And so without any further ado, I want to ask Lynn to remind everyone on how to raise your hand and let's get started. I've got the recording on so that we can record these and then we will edit them out. The only thing I ask is that we keep them in good taste. Um, there are some memories that we can all recall that might not be good to have out in the public, shall we say. <laughs> um, but there are plenty, plenty more. 
plenty of things that have happened through the years. And with that, I just want to get started recording your memories. And Lynn, if you can just let people know how to raise their hands, if anyone doesn't. All right. So to raise your hand on a PC, it is Alt-A. On a Mac, it is Command-Shift-A. On a landline, it is star six. And on a smartphone, that is to mute. On a smartphone, it is in the lower left-hand corner. To raise your hand, I apologize. To raise your hand on uh, a PC, it is Alt-Y. On a Mac, it is Option-Y. On a landline, it is star nine. And... On a smartphone, it is in the lower right-hand corner under the more options. Just, uh, you know, go down to you see raised hand, and we'll see it, and we'll call on you, and we'll acknowledge your raised hand. Thank you so much. So if whoever would like to raise their hand and just tell us what ACB has meant, you know, some event that's happened in ACB, that's touched your life. Please, please raise your hand now. And we will continue from there. Or I will start calling on people. <laughs> ah, there we are. Agnes. You may unmute. Agnes, can you unmute? One more try for Agnes. She just left the meeting, it said. Yeah, she left. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, Mary, can you unmute? I believe that's 516, Mary. <laughs> Hi. There you are. Hi. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nice people in the community. Well, Welcome. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm a nice. I'm a nice people, and they do nice events and stuff. Indeed. Do you have any favorite event that you've been that you've come in on or participated? Yes, I, in? yes, I, yes. I like the crafts event where they do the um the crocheting and the knitting and all that kind of stuff. Ah. And have you been and have you been knitting and crocheting with them? Um, no, I haven't. But I'm I'm uh, I'm I make my own keychains, so I'm all crafty that way. Oh, very good, very good. I'm yeah. sure you you're definitely craftier than I. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like to donate them to the Lions Club or fundraisers or other events I go to. Uh huh. Well, very nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thanks. And have a great week and stay tuned and listen to some more fun stories. Um, where did I see Nora? Nora's iPhone. iPad. Hello, Nora. Talking from Phoenix, Arizona. Nora and Nora's iPad. Oh, hi. Um, hi. Um, what's the question, topic? Well, the question is, what in, what has stuck, what sticks out in your memory over the, over the time that you've been in ACB of what kind of a special event or something that's meant a lot to you, stands out to you? Well, what stands out to me lately? Uh, uh, well, I've been part of an ACB for since nineteen ninety one, but what stands out virtually is 
ACB community and the virtual convention, you know, ACB convention, and and also ACB committee events like um, coffee socials and 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 karaoke. And have you? <clears throat> excuse me. And have you gone to convention before? When we were back when we were in person. Oh yeah, I went back in 2010 here in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh-huh. it was fun. And what stood out there was that uh, I got to go on a couple of tours, and one of them I liked was uh, going to the baseball game. It's a Phoenix. Uh, it was a Diamondbacks against the San Francisco Giants, even though we lost. It was fun eating the restaurant above there. In, within the stadium, and it was called uh, Banquet Mall Park, and now it's called uh, Chase Field. So, and it was it was really fun. And this whole thing impacted me during the COVID nineteen pandemic, was just joining the the community called for meeting other people and making new friends and seeing old friends and. and just have fun doing these different things on Zoom. That's great. I'm glad you're enjoying the community and that you've been a part of, of the other, of you know, of the in-person conventions and everything else and in ACB through the, since 1991, that's, what is that, 01, 11, that's 30 years. You've got a lot of ACB in your background now. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and we went to uh, one. I went to two conventions: one in person, two thousand ten, and one this year, and virtually, twenty twenty one. Very cool. That's you know, a great. It, I'm trying to remember two thousand ten. Another thing I like is the thing. Is the yeah. word? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, Oh yeah, I was going to say that. That's great. Um, that was, I was going to say that. Also, I like the the, thing, uh, the gospel thing and the little exercise rowing class and the actually, and the general session. All of them. Well, very <laughs> good. I'm glad you've enjoyed so much of it. Thank you so much for for Thank participating you. tonight. You're welcome. Me too. Larry Gasman. Interesting topic, and I am uh, someone who, of course, has not been involved with ACB, except for maybe CCB in terms of being in the student division in the 90s, but but I wasn't involved. I had other things going on. I worked for Marriott for 21 years, uh, but in 2019 and – was it 19? I guess it was – when did we do virtual? We did virtual this year and last year, so 2020 yeah. and 2021. I streamed a lot. I edited it a lot. I learned from Marriott, one of the things I learned was no matter what you do, and I was promoted, I was in charge of making sure all the scripts worked for our reservation system. So I was involved in doing a lot of testing with Jaws. And it, and it was my job, not necessarily a job requirement, but I thought if I could always make other people do well, look good, be successful, that was part of my job. And that's what I always strove to do. And this last year, uh, I'm a part of ACBDA, ACB Diabetics in Action. I was on the program committee. A lot of us were. Some very talented people were on that committee. And we took, we, we, we bit off a lot, a tremendous amount, maybe eight to ten hours of material. And the last day was a day where we told stories. I facilitated it. It was very easy for me to do. I enjoy doing that. But we had some stories that made people cry because of the emotional reach that those stories told as well. And we got calls from people and are still getting calls and emails from people saying thank you because we were able to tell them about a disease that they may have just received notice of or maybe they didn't know what to do. All they knew was they had had diabetes. And we were able to help. And we were able to actually talk to them about what we had done that worked for us. We put them in touch with people. And when you're able to do that 
you don't try to do that necessarily. You're not you're not trying to say, hey, here's the impact I can make on somebody. You just want to impart information that helps somebody else with the same thing that helped you maybe years ago. And that was a very high point in my very brief year and very, very brief career thus far with ACB. And it makes me want to continue on uh, as long as the Lord will let me stay because there's so much more to do and so many more people to help. And, uh, and and that's one of the high points, so I thought I would pass it along. That's a, that's a wonderful, wonderful statement. Did that happen at this year's convention? Yes, happened this year. Mm-hmm. I streamed it all, we edited it, I edited it all, which was nice, it was okay. But the reactions from people were the high points. They really were. So many they of us were, about ten yeah. people involved, not just a few of us, a lot of people to get that done. That's wonderful. Yeah. That, that really is. That's a wonderful, wonderful story. Yeah. I thank you for that. And I thank you for putting it together for everyone. And for some reason, oh, I see. Area code 314. I think that's probably um, yeah, Merrill's, Merrill's of the half. <laughs> Jerry, I couldn't say your first name. I'm Aaron Merrill's better half. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But he is he is in there. Uh, I don't know if he spoke. I just got on. And I've been having to take care of a few things since I've been out there doing a gig today. But uh-huh. I think one of my high points in being with ACB uh, during all these years, which I think what you're doing is a great thing, putting all this stuff together for six uh, the 60 years, done a lot of advocacy, been involved with things, with legislative. And I think one of the best high points, best things that's happened with me in legislative uh, stuff was there was a mother and son. Now, both of them were state representatives of mine at one time or another. But... Uh, anyway, when she uh, represented me, but, you know, they did a lot of stuff with the districts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, say, her son later on was a uh, the uh, district representative where I uh, live. So, but she had always t- once told me, even though that she was not my representative, her door was always open to me. Uh I came to her with many concerns. I came to her sons uh, and when he was there. And she told her son, when he was a, the representative, she said, you make sure that uh, Richard Belcher has everything that he needs whenever he comes to see you. And he did that. And like I said, it was very good. And one of the things that really impressed me that he was a blues man himself, just like me. Uh, and there was one time that I was in his office, and uh, he had B.B. King on the Internet. So he and I sat around, uh, pretty much was about finished visiting people. So he and I sat around, and that's something I don't always do. I go from one person, I talk about certain things, go to another person and do that. But we, we sat around there and listened to B.B. King on his uh, Internet. So that turned out great, and that was a very big high point for me. And at that time, you were doing, were you were you doing uh, like legislative the legislative days? Uh, legislative days. Uh, right. You legislative, legislative date, day there. Yes. That's, that's, that's a great story. You know, the more, the more. We've gotten on a, um, shall we call it a first name basis or a, a friendly base basis with local, state and and national federal uh, legislators. That's how we get things done, and that's how so so much of the advocacy that we have accomplished through the years has been done through. Getting to know people one way, you know, one way or another. With yours, it's BB King and, and oh, yeah. Blues, and uh, so that, that's a that great story. Good. That was great. Oh, by the way, 
when I was talking to you last week about the Platters performing at the 2000 State Convention in Branson, mm-hmm. yeah, I, uh, it just happened to dawn on me that the guy who was with the Platters was a blind person and that his uncle was in the Platters. And this guy's name, this blind guy's name was Willie Nash. They had uh-huh. been out touring and they came in late that night, but they did perform for us at the banquet in 2000. But he told them, because they were going to have to leave and fly out again. I mean, these people, they're out on the road. But he said, I want to be there for the Missouri Council of the Blind perform for them. And so the the time that they had, they came over there and they performed. Yeah, that's a a great story. That's a great story. And if anybody missed it this evening, um, uh, Peter Altschul and Bob Branco's In Perspective tonight, they had um, a blind musician on this evening. Some of you may have heard of, I actually knew him about 50 years ago, uh, Ellis Hall. And he's still, got a, he's still on the road and doing an awful lot. Uh, and, yeah, and it's Merrill, in blues yeah. and all of that. And, yeah. uh, Merrill just told me about it. I was just talking to her a little that's bit. That's right, too. Merrill was on that call, yes. Yeah, the, I forgot she was on it. Yeah, the... Uh, and yeah, she was telling him about me and everything like that. So, yes, she uh, yeah, she was. He the ambassador of soul. Yes, he has. He has performed with everyone you can imagine. It was um, it was great to hear him because I hadn't I hadn't heard him in a number of years, mm-hmm. and uh, one time a very long time ago, he did a wedding with a wedding ceremony with me. With a couple of other oh. friends of ours, yeah, and uh, so it was nice to hear him. All right, I thank you very much, Jerry. Have a great week. Uh, who else has something that you would be willing to contribute to our ACB through the years? I think you'll find when we get this put together, it's going to be pretty neat because it'll have all of many of us who are on these calls and a few other former major leaders of ACB um, that I've made arrangements with to do some sessions, to do some recordings for us. And in, um, let's see, where are we? Merrill, if you want to unmute. Meryl Schechter. Yeah, I had a I had to press the got it button, Terry. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Meryl. Can you? Yeah. Okay, no, your jaws were speaking. Oh, Go ahead. Sorry, I had to press the the got it button. You know, that's what took a little while. <laughs> um, but I guess I have two things, but one is funny and one is serious. Um, I remember. At our state convention in, in Maryland, um, this was many years ago, and Al Petromongo was the state president, and he, he was our chapter president before of the Central Maryland Council of Blood. But what happened was we had an auction, and he bought a dress for his wife, Hope, and he said that he was going to wear the dress. So sure enough... He, he came down and he changed into the dress and, and he didn't live it down. That was really funny. But also, you I heard about that, that story. What, you remember <laughs> that story? I wasn't there at the time, oh. but I've heard that story. <laughs> yeah. And then the um, well, the, the one that was uh, interesting was at the legislative seminar when we were doing idea. And I actually told the story of. When in the 50s, when I was mainstreamed and how it affected me and how, you know, you have to tell your story to the to the legislators. And that's what you brought out, because if they don't have a story, they're they're not going to pay attention to, you know, what what you're saying or anything like that. You make a good point. Thank you, Meryl. Thank you, Terry. Mm -hmm. And 
All right. Who is going to raise their hand next? We've got several people on here that I know have some good stories. And and also who I never would have suspected to be shy. <laughs> Deanna. Deanna Noriega. Um, yeah, you nailed hey, it. There you are. <laughs> I'm, I am shy. And that's one of the things that ICB has done for me, has pushed me out of my comfort zone. Because when I attended my first state convention, I was a mom with a three-year-old and a year-old and a 13-year-old adopted child. And I was a Lecture League instructor, and I was volunteering, um, taking my my kiddos to nursing homes and uh, watching babies for um, young unwed mothers so they could... Uh, go to classes sometimes and things like that, keeping busy in my community. And my church roped me into going down to the state convention. And that was 41 years ago. And um, I met, as I walked into from the bus station, turning my little suitcase and my guide dog, walked into the lobby, I met Grant Mack at the front door. And he made sure I met Kim Charlson, who is the very young president of that affiliate. And she was very impressive. Um, I thought she was delightful, met her husband, Brian. Um, and we've been friends ever since. Um, got involved more in my local uh, chapter when I moved to Grants Pass. Um, eventually ended up as a uh, state president of that affiliate um and we got to take 16 people by picking them up in a bus for the san francisco convention and i had my niece and my two teenagers and my husband and you know 15 other members so that we had a person for every one of the seats in our delegation uh, for every vote and uh had a wonderful time in san francisco um, my family went to several other conventions with me. Um, as my girls grew up, they um, often showed up wearing their little T-shirts that said on the front, when I grow up, I want to be a guide dog. And the shirt had a puppy um, sitting inside of an oversized adult harness on the grass, you know, like he was going to try it on, but he was so little. <laughs> and... Uh, People would often ask me, um, can I borrow one of your guide girls for a minute? (laughs) Because they'd want someone to walk them to a restroom or to help them get food in a line and so forth. And so my girls grew up in ACB. And, um, oh, um, I'm trying a blank. Um, The the man who who started the... um, the, the, the program for bringing um, first-timers. Sherwood McDaniel. Yes. yes. He, he approached me and talked me into joining a national committee, um, the Multicultural Affairs, because I always wear a lot of regalia when I'm dressed up. So I have, you know, a lot of beadwork and leather and silver and turquoise jewelry and, you know, poncho belts and things like that on when I'm dressed up and um, my my long hair done in braids with, with leather and, and fur and beads, you know, on them. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of self-identified without really realizing it. And uh, that was my first committee. And um, I think it was Leroy Saunders who appointed me to that committee. And then each of the other presidents would appoint me to something else until when Kim got to be president. um, I was looking at the list of committees I was on and I said, Kim, I know you have other friends. (laughs) I don't need to be on these many committees (laughs) because I was... um, And because there was a period of a a little tension and strife in the organization, leadership conflicts and things that were going on, Mm. I stepped out of my comfort zone again to run for the Board of Publications because it was very important for me 
as a writer that our magazine continued to reflect the diversity of our population and um, that the editor have the leeway to write editorials and do whatever um, she needed to do to keep the magazine, you know, um, speaking for the whole organization. So I did that, and that was probably one of the toughest things I've ever done, running all over conventions to different caucuses, starting, you know, getting up at 5 in the morning to take care of my dog and then going to the first breakfast, you know, caucus, and, you know, and then going to late at night. Um, It was really one of the hardest things I've ever done. And being a shy person, standing up in front of a group of people, I can talk to people one-to-one, and that's why I can talk on Zoom, because I'm talking to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we've known each other a long time, too, so I'm not shy yeah. with you. And But I am shy with people I don't know. And ACB's made it very hard for me to stay quietly in my corner, because the more things I go to, the more people I know. And the more people I know, the more people I love. And um, so if they ask me to do things, I'll say, uh, yeah, (laughs) I can do that. And, you know, so I've helped in the press room. I've, um, you know, taken uh, students under my wing at different times. Um, I've done just a lot of things um, that, I could never have imagined myself doing, including learn how, learning how to host Zoom meetings when I'm not at all a techie. Um, you know, I was able to do, um, I had six assignments for this past convention, and uh, five of those were two and a half hours long. That was a <laughs> tremendous test of my bladder. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm sure it was. I, I am sure it was. That, you know, I think what the, I think what the deal is with you and I, Deanna, is we do not know the uh, two letter words we're not good with, especially the one that's just got two letters N O. Yep. If <laughs> we only if, know. We only know to say yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I can do that, <laughs> but it. Um, I've had to step back as my husband has gotten um, more ill, but the community um, keeps me connected to my many friends across the country. And of course, my poetry and my writing gives, keeps me busy as long, you know, as well as taking care of my husband and two gigantic shepherds and, you know, my household and stuff. But ACB is a big part of my life because it's a big part of my extended family. It's a great way of putting it. Thank you, Deanna. Pam Coffee. Yes. Uh, another introvert. <laughs> uh, but unlike Deanna, I'm not a professional writer. I'm not an expert at anything. Um, but uh, when I was growing up back back in the dark ages now, uh, I was mainstreamed. I went to public school all the way through, but I did have uh, contact with other blind children, both uh, kids in the same school and also through extracurricular activities. Well, then along came college, and in college, uh, (laughs) I pretty much had contact with only one uh, blind friend, and she was a friend. We attended the same college, and as fate or luck or whatever would have it, we ended up graduating in the same class. She started out a year ahead of me, and Oh, she changed her major and some few other things happened and she ended up graduating in my class. But my family had moved away from the old hometown. And so for years, I had very little contact with anyone who was either 
blind or low vision. So when some some of the friends that I still kept up with from time to time encouraged me to join ACB, I did. Now, I didn't know a soul, well, very few people in uh, our local chapter. Uh, but the thing that made even more difference was going to conventions, going to both state conventions and then a couple of national conventions. Well, when the pandemic hit, and of course, our chapter went virtual, and we're still virtual, we're still doing on Zoom. Um, community, ACD community has made so much difference, even for this introvert, <laughs> because <laughs> I was staying busy as it was. Um, I did not have that much difficulty adjusting to being in lockdown because I could find plenty of stuff to keep me busy during a lockdown. But joining the ACB community has been such an enriching thing. And even though I'm... <laughs> I'm an, uh, an expert at nothing. Um, I feel like I've at least found ways in the community that I could contribute something. It may not be very much because I am, I don't know where I was when the talents were passed out, but I must have been out of the room. Oh, um, I doubt that. So, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not a real big techie. I'm not. Uh, I'm not good at crafts. You know, there's just a lot of stuff I have no talent whatsoever. You would not want to hear me sing on karaoke. That's a given. They wouldn't <laughs> want to hear me either. <laughs> oh, I bet I would. Uh, but uh, only if you're looking for someone worse than yourself. Oh, well, okay. We ought to make a good team then. Uh, uh, but the what's been really kind of neat in this whole community thing, uh, one night I just called in to a, a community call, which is entitled Basic iPhone Class. And I wasn't even sure why I did it because, okay, so I'm not a beginner with the iPhone. I've had iPhones for uh, seven years, maybe eight, uh, whatever. Um, but I thought, okay, I'm just going to call in and see what happens on this basic iPhone class call. I was curious as to what kind of an approach they were taking. So I called in. Well, someone asked a question. I don't remember what the question was now. And no one knew the answer because it was, it had to do with some app that most of the people on the call never used. Well, it was something I use all the time. And I was able to answer that question. And I thought, now who would have thought that, <laughs> that I would be able to answer that question? And the, the long story short is now I'm co-facilitating that call. See? So, that's been you a lot. You never of fun. know until you try. You never know until you try, and it's just been—it's been a lot of fun. And the community, oh my goodness, I feel like I've made so many friends, even over Zoom in the past year and a half, almost a year and a half now. I can't wait to meet 
all of you in person when we're able to do that again at the convention. Um, and Deanna, I've, I've been reading your articles in the forum for all these years, and I can't wait to meet you and your beautiful dog. Oh, and you usually hear her coming because her dog, <clears throat> her dogs often have the most beautiful, like wind chime bells. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> wow. I love I rem- it. I remember one time, it was, the convention was at the Galt House in Louisville. And oh, yes. There's this big, long ramp type corridor. Yes. And I was at the bottom and she was at the top. Oh. And I could just hear this, this. It was like wind chimes all uh-huh. the way as I was going up. As she was coming down, we passed in the middle. And I was like, yeah. only Deanna could sound. Deanna could have her dog sound so lovely. <laughs> was that in 2012 that you were there? I don't remember. I've been to Louisville. I think, I don't know how many times I've been to Louisville. I think it was before that. I think it might have yeah. been. And oh gosh, I forget. Maybe two thousand or yeah, okay or nine. I forget now. Uh, seven. I was there in twenty. It was. I loved that. That that was just the neatest hotel, and of course the convention itself. That was my first national convention to attend, and it was just so much fun. It is um, Louisville was always great. Louisville was always great fun because it wasn't. Truthfully, there wasn't as much walking at Louisville than there was in some of the True. other places. And the but hotel I thank you very much. It's very well laid out. It wasn't as easy to get lost in it as some places that's, are. Yeah, that's true. Well, Thanks. I thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you. And you're giving me a little more. I am going to call on one person who's on here. Because I really think that she's someone who needs to be on this recording. And she'll probably kill me for doing this. But Sheila Young, would you consider unmuting and chatting with us for a couple of minutes? I lost her. There she is. She may not even be right near her phone. I don't know. But I noticed that she was on, and I would love to have her on this recording. Uh, maybe not. Oh, well. Somehow I don't, it could be that she's shy. Somehow it's not a word that it would ever occur to me to, to use as a description of Sheila, but that could be the case. Um, is there anyone else who would be willing to to share something with us? We do have a few other people on here this evening that we'd love to hear from. We have a Richard and a Tim and Sheila. Any of you? If any of you are willing to, please unmute and let us Get from you now would be great. Excuse me. Uh, I guess they are all. Ah, I see a hand raised now from iPhone. That, That might be me. It is. This is this is Kathy Farina from Albany, New York. Oh, hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Welcome. Thank you. And what was what is your high point of ACB? Well, my husband and I started attending conventions in 2000, and we've attended several since then. But I mm. think um, the the one place that really stands out in my mind that I really enjoyed going was Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we went to three conventions there. <clears throat> I think it was 2000 was our first one, and then 2008 and 2012. And I found Louisville to be a very 
walkable city and a very um, interesting one. You know, I remember going to tours and things there. I went to Churchill Downs, of course, and um, we went to a play a play about Stephen Foster, I remember, and it rained like crazy one night. <laughs> <laughs> Got wet. <laughs> um, but I think the one thing that stands out, the first convention I went to, I remember going into general session, and I'm in this big ballroom with thousands of visually impaired people and i thought to myself it's wonderful that there are so many people here who you know have the it's like the playing field has been leveled i'm not the only person in the room who is visually impaired anymore i've got thousands of people and that just blew me away that thought Yeah, the the brotherhood and sisterhood, yeah, um, if yep. you will, of mm-hmm. ACB, I think has has touched us all in one way or another through the years. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that that's where that that you found you found it there at at Blue Oval. Mm-hmm. Yep. At Steve, when you were saying the Stephen <laughs> Foster story, we went my second convention in two in nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. was in Louisville and mm-hmm. we went to that Stephen Foster story. It was an outdoor amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And yep. it, that was, a, it was a wonderful night. We mm-hmm. stopped somewhere and had dinner first. I don't remember where it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and we stopped on the lawn of an old plantation and had mint juleps mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of that. And then <laughs> did the Stephen Foster story. And I think I still have the book about it and, the mm-hmm. vinyl album, I think I can still find somewhere mm-hmm. in our collection. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but that uh-huh. was that was that was one of my favorite tours of all the mm-hmm. years that we went yeah. to conventions. Mm-hmm. Was that one, there was the Stephen Foster mm-hmm. story. That's what very I, nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and, and you've yeah. been to and you've been to. I know you folks have been to several conventions since yes. since since then. Yes, we have, and. Uh, um, We've, you know, we find them very enjoyable and I always learn things and meet new people and it's, it's really great. And I'm, uh, I, I was really impressed with the two conventions that were virtual because uh, I, I wondered if they were going to be able to pull that off and whether I would really enjoy it. And I did enjoy it. I, you know, it's different. It's not the same as in person, but it, um, it, it, I still felt like I, I learned a lot, and I the one thing I did like about the virtual conventions was that I was able to go to more of the tours because usually when I'm at convention, I'm so busy that I haven't had a chance to go to a lot of the tours in the local areas. But with that's, the virtual ones, you can listen to them whenever you get a chance. So that's, that, that that's was great. a great yes, yeah, that's a, that is a great advantage to. <clears throat> to streaming the tours um, yes. was that we could yes. do that we we were all able to do that. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I felt almost as tired at the end of convention this year <laughs> than I, I, I think it was. There was like so much. Um, it was like TMI, you know, too much yes. information <laughs> blasting in at once. I was almost mm-hmm. as exhausted as I would be at, a, at an in-person <laughs> convention. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, just, I and I think that's the key. There's so much that happens mm-hmm. at convention, whether it be virtual or in person or a hybrid. There mm-hmm. is just so much information, so much to learn, so much to share. Mm-hmm. The big piece mm-hmm. that was missing is the socializing. Right. Um, right. Right. You know, but, you know, those those late nights at the uh, various and sundry. Mm hmm. Bars and, and yep. uh, cocktail lounges <laughs> in the hotels. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was that was the biggest thing I think that I missed was, you know, the, the late night getting together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know working doing something or other. Mm-hmm. But I think it was a, a big accomplishment that they were able to pull those two conventions off. And, oh, absolutely! And I think you know we've learned a lot about uh, how to help people who maybe can't go to convention now, how they can be involved and participate. And that is, that will be wonderful. I think when they can have a hybrid version of it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we'll, we'll achieve some of our 
Yeah, I remember we had a long-range goal back in the very early 2000s mm-hmm. of, um, I want to say it was to have, I'm trying to remember how many thousand people at a convention. <laughs> I think it was five. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think now with the hybrid, I think it's, I think, we're, you know, it's very, very doable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. I really do. I really think that it's very doable. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. You know, with it streaming around the world and everything that uh, I'm, I'm not. We have a voice sure, like we've never had before. Right. I think that that convention uh, 2000, I think that might have been one of the first years that ACB radio was uh, was used. Yeah. And yes. um, we've we've come a long way since then. We have. We had some great people working on it back then and mm-hmm. so many more today. Mm-hmm. But I thank you very much, Kathy. You're welcome. And take care. You too. And I see that Sheila has her hand up. There she is. Do you hate me now or do you love me, Sheila? You can unmute. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Terry. You know that. <laughs> well, I, you know, the one thing that I love about ACB community is I have um, found so many great friends through all of the community calls. And Terry and I met in 2005 in Las Vegas. We and- did, and somebody reminded me about a whole lot more of that story <laughs> recently. Um, but we yeah. won't put that on the We're tape, not going on the, re- on the recording for that. No, no. No, that, that goes along with that social aspect of convention. <laughs> but I, um, you know, because of all the ACB connections I have made since a year ago, March, with the community calls, somebody called me and said, Terry's trying to get you. And I said, well, thank you um you know unfortunately i am locally a president and i have a lot of great members and one of my members was um put in the er last night so i was trying to calm his daughter down um so anyway um but as far as conventions you know fcb florida council of the blind is my local state affiliate And because of ACB media and radio, we have been so fortunate to do hybrid and virtual. And, you know, I agree with what you said, Terry. I've been, my first meeting, my first national was um, Las Vegas. And then I was in Minnesota in 16 as a leadership fellow. That was quite an honor and a thrill. So I've had some wonderful experiences and, you know, the virtual, yes, it is exhausting because you're trying to listen to two meetings at once where at a hotel you can't do that. But, you know, you're at trying least. to, yeah, exactly. So, you know, some people, I mean, I was actually going through to three this, this convention. So um, I put one on one echo device and one on another and <laughs> but yeah it you know, sounds the, like my house <laughs> the social the social aspect is definitely something that you miss with the virtual but what kathy said is true i don't believe we're ever going to go back to strictly in person i do believe that hybrid is here to stay I know it is here in this state, and it will be, I think, nationally. So congratulations on doing a great um, theme for these podcasts. I think it's going to be an awesome series. And I hope it's going to work out well. Let me just ask you a very quick one-minute question, uh-huh. and that's it. Of all that's happened with for you and with you in ACB since 2005, mm-hmm. What would you, besides 2005, what would you say was is your fondest memory of of within ACB? Um, the people that I have met throughout the country and the friendships that I have made because 
you can't do that if you aren't part of ACB and if you don't get connected and you don't take part in um, the committees and the conventions. So I, I think that's been my most valuable part of being um, accepted into ACB. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that I pull, I hope I didn't pull you away from. No, the, actually, oh. I had just I had just hung up, so it, it worked out beautifully. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. So uh, just I, just say a prayer for all of the people that are. Going I was just this. going to say, I was just going to say, best of luck to your member. Thank you. I'm hoping it's no one I know, but it, it, whether it is or not, it, no, it's not. But so, whether it is or you. not, God bless them, and and a prayer goes out to them absolutely from all of us. Thanks. It's it's fifty after okay. the hour. Yes, that's what I'm just noticing. It's um, it's actually fifty six after. Yes. Um, what I did want to point out, and I meant to say this right after Deanna spoke earlier, is if everyone hasn't looked, well, you know, Deanna was saying how she got so involved originally that Leroy Saunders put her on a committee and everybody's put her on committees ever since. Um, just if you get a chance to take a look at your email, um, there's an email that came out in constant contact this evening at five o'clock um, from the national office looking for people who would be interested in serving on any, on many of the ACB committees. And I know that there are people on this call tonight and who are listening on media one who I'm sure would make, would be great assets to many of the committees that uh, that really are what ACB is. You know, ACB could have a staff of 2,500 people and it would not be able to do what the committees can do in this organization. Um, Because we're the ones that have, like, lived with it the longest in many cases. Um, have the stories. We're the ones that volunteer. We, meaning all of you, me, all of us now, we are the ones who volunteer to go to legislative seminar, leadership, whatever they call it now, leadership, the winter meeting. Um, I st- it's still in my head as legislative seminar. Um, you know, who do that, who are in constant contact with the with other people, with other blind and visually impaired people in your communities, um, who are the ones that have really stepped forward when Cindy has asked for people to do that for these community calls. It's the membership that really does steer this organization. And so I hope several of you um, will consider joining a committee or two or seeing what. You know, just letting people, letting uh, Dan know um, what your skills are and if there's some place that, you know, you may fit in even better than you think you will. Um, you know, like uh, Kathy, was it Kathy or Deanna was saying? No, it was Pam. Like Pam had said, you know, now all of a sudden she's co-facilitating that uh, that call that my husband calls in do every two weeks on uh, the ACB, the beginning of what is it, learning the iPhone call and that. But there's, there's so much that needs to be done, so much that so many of us can do. And I just hope everybody does uh, work on that and take a look at it and see what you can do. And next week, we're going to be doing, it's Labor Day weekend. We are going to be uh, talking about Kind of the history of labor, the um, of Labor Day, um, also the fun things about Labor Day, the parties that we've had in the past, the one we'll try to do it again this year, a bit of a Labor Day party. Um, tell us about your staycation or vacation. Mine, as I told people, was um, slightly interrupted by Hurricane Henri. Um, 
this year, but we've all got something that we can add to it. And I'm hoping that all of you and each and many of your friends will join us again next Friday night at seven o'clock. And with that, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, all of you who we have now on the recording that I will be editing. And take care, have a safe week, and good night.